0: The Quinn Show
1: This show is brought to you by Bing Pot Trivia. How many times have you been to a trivia night where it just felt like somebody reading questions? Well, Bing Pot Trivia prides themselves on bringing high-energy dynamic hosts to every event. The show leans heavily on visual elements. Their questions are designed to make you laugh or roll your eyes, while also challenging your knowledge on pop culture, high school science, culinary arts, and everything in between. Their typical show runs five rounds, including a photo round, general knowledge on pop culture, riffs on different game shows, absurd 50/50 questions, and a super sweet music round. Check out BingpotTrivia.com today to book your trivia night. Again, that is a BingpotTrivia.com. Tell my boy Danny that your friend Quinn sent you. All right, let's get on with the show. My next guest is part of some Canadian TV royalty. Going back to 1998, she's been a part of the 90s and 2000s babies' lives for over 25 years. She danced with the Wiggles, she hung out with Bear in the Big Blue House, and she even explored her own backyard, and of course, she's gone animated. But now, she's here with me. It is my pleasure to welcome to the Quinmar Show, Giselle Corinthius. Giselle, what is going on?
0: Hi! <laughs> oh no, I'm excited to chat with you. Um, you know, I tend to ramble sometimes, so just make sure you <laughs> cut me off. Hey,
1: did no, this is perfect. That's a, this is a perfect place for you to ramble. So, <laughs> okay. th- oh, that's good. yeah, I love that. <laughs> um, so, yeah, how's it going?
0: it's good everything's great yeah i'm uh just yeah enjoying gosh what can i tell you i'm just in enjoying life reconnecting with people like you who grew up watching me on tv i think that's just like just the coolest thing so awesome. um you know that that i don't know that's just um extremely like it's it's become more and more of a thing. And uh, yeah, I'm really enjoying that. So awesome. that's what's yeah. new and makes me happy.
1: Awesome. Well, I am really, really pumped to have you on here. It's weird now, like um, going from watching you on TV to now, like, I feel like I'm on TV with you right now. So this is pretty cool. So yeah, again, thank you so much <laughs> you are. Uh, for coming on here. Um, I just wanted to get started because like, yeah, you got a really interesting career path. And just like the way like the directory the of it. So I want to start off you growing up. So you're from Montreal, correct?
0: Yeah. Okay. Montreal, so- but I've come to Toronto my whole life because my grandparents um uh were here. True. So um yeah, so it's actually funny. My well, sorry, do you want to finish asking no, me? No, 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 go I'm ahead. I'm already ahead. rambling. No, go ahead. <laughs> I've already started. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so well, yeah, so I'm from Montreal. I was actually born in Toronto. And then I moved to Montreal when I was one year old. Nobody ever knows that I was born here. But anyway, um, so, yeah, my parents, um, they met at U of T. And uh, University of Toronto, and uh, and then so they they when they got married they were in University Res, and uh, they had um, uh, two kids at, at that point. So I was the second, and then um, they moved to Montreal because my dad got a job in Montreal at that time, and that's where my brother was born, and so I was brought up in Montreal, but um, my, uh, my grandparents, my mom's parents, they lived in Toronto. So we were always coming here, you know, doing that drive down the 401 my whole life. Um, and, uh, yeah. And it's just kind of neat for my mom too, because, um, you know, my mom has now comes to visit her grandkids.
1: (laughs) Oh yeah. So weird. now it's backwards.
0: Yeah. Now. So she comes, yeah. My family come here to visit me. So their whole, all of our lives and my family have been between Montreal and Toronto very,
1: very interesting, uh-huh, you know? about, yeah. yeah. How it's backwards like that, yeah. Because, That's-
0: oh, yeah, did I believe that part when I moved to Toronto? See, <laughs> no, 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 you're not,
1: you're, good, you're but good, yeah. I
0: moved to Toronto um years later, and yeah. uh, and actually, I went to U of T at one point, so it's just kind of interesting. That's that, pretty cool. You know, I, yeah, I, lo-
1: I love the full <laughs> circle how that works. It's like no one obviously could have predicted that happening, right? Yeah,
0: and and it's even funnier because my daughter, my eldest daughter, she's 18. And uh, she is now interested <laughs> in going to school in Montreal. No way. Yeah. Yeah, she's gonna move there.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> I <don't want> <laughs> anyway, we'll see. She's applying all to all sorts of universities. That's what's nice. going on right now. But nice. yeah, we'll see if she ends up in Montreal. And <laughs> it's really crazy. Like it's this is.
1: I remember this being such a nerve wracking time when I was in grade twelve. Just like being like worried if you're gonna be accepted, if you're gonna get accepted to your top school. I remember. Yeah, it was so stressful.
0: Yeah. Well, I find the whole application process. I mean. Times have changed. Yeah, let me tell you. Yeah, since I went to university, but anyway, um, yeah, just the application process is massive, and uh, everything is very difficult. Like I don't yeah. know, but when you're like just to get into these universities, they're tough. Yeah, you know? see, and I'm.
1: I'm I'm lucky yeah. I'm I'm dumb so I didn't go to university I went to college so I'm I'm pretty yeah. good and I went for broadcasting so I mean no I don't want to knock the the program but I don't yeah. think it was the most difficult program to get into so okay gotcha yeah you. so Is it still,
0: but do you think it's still like that or do you think it's um still I don't know because
1: like know. now that I think about it, it would have been ten years ago that I had um applied and got accepted because then yeah. i would have went in the fall of 2014 so i don't know that's that's a good question okay. I mean, yeah
0: i wonder i wonder about colleges because for sure um universities are like that and i don't even know about CJePs. you know in montreal there's mm-hmm. too, so i'm not sure yeah oh actually i think they are more difficult I'm thinking about my nephew but anyway right yeah, digress into that but yeah like uh, university applications are are tough they're very lengthy and then and you know uh you know she's in a pretty good position like she she's interested in a lot of things so we'll nice. see what comes out of it she'll I think her hard decision is gonna be you know what she wants to do as a lot of people you know try struggle with figuring out what they actually want to pursue right
1: 100 um and i remember there was a few people in my school that like i think it's five schools you you apply to um they didn't do the same program all five i think maybe they did like four and one three and two we don't have to get into like what your daughter's applying for but is she going like for all the schools the same pro like no
0: she's not she's like she's not 100 percent sure what she wants to do so yeah she's like yeah she's that's going to be her challenge is figuring out what she wants to do and you know you shouldn't really base it on where you want to live like she ideally would love to experience living in montreal is what she says but anyway we'll see like yeah yeah it depends on the program that she if she gets in over there you know here i mean we're in a lucky position too the other massive change that's happened is the prices of university now in in montreal and quebec especially they just lego over there doubled the The price um the 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 cost to to attend university um in Quebec which is which is another whole thing but we're in a very lucky position because by total weird coincidence she was born in Montreal um uh (laughs) because we went there one Christmas um uh, when I was pregnant and she was due to be born at the end of January Mm -hmm. and uh then she ended up being born like like on December 27th and so in Quebec so she was born in Montreal so we're very lucky we actually don't even pay Ontario fees to go to the province we're paying Quebec fees because she was born there so that's that's a good thing if she does go to um, McGill. It's cheaper than her going, or to Concordia. It's cheaper than right. her going. Yeah. Hey, there's
1: a loophole and for I'll everyone that's wondering if you need okay. to want cheaper fees. There you go. Yeah.
0: Go pregnant. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Really.
1: yeah exactly. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. your due date. Yeah.
1: yeah. Exactly. Um, yeah. I just want to get into like first off, your you just as like a kid, like what was a young Giselle like, like. Like maybe not toddler, but like before ten years old. Like what? What exactly the kind of person were you?
0: I love that question. I love it. (laughs) You might be surprised, but I was very shy. Huh? Really? I was very shy. Yeah. Um. I feel like I still have a bit of that but <laughs> not every most people say no you're such an extrovert but i'm like no i've got introvert happening especially yeah. now as i get older but but uh yeah when i was really young um i was shy and uh um yeah and then it was only everything changed around when i was 11 years old I went to a day camp and I know that um, I made a friend, best friend who was just like, pulled me out of sh- of my shell and, <laughs> and then, yeah, then it was good times. <laughs> and so Oh,
1: that's amazing. Yeah.
0: yeah.
1: <laughs> huh. So w- was the, uh, was the day camp just like a regular, like it wasn't like a theater or anything like that, it was just like a regular day camp? No,
0: that was just a, um, a it was a sports camp actually. Oh, nice. It was sports. I was really into soccer growing up. Oh yeah and uh yeah so but it was all sports and yeah it was just like a day camp in montreal and uh, uh yeah just we had a lot of fun and and for whatever reason i guess that i know that was definitely a pivot I was 11 years old 11 was like just I was not as uh, as shy um, as I once was. For sure, yeah. I was. Plus, you know what? I also went to French school in Montreal. Going to elementary school, yeah. so starting in kindergarten, I was like full day French. And I'm an I'm an Anglo um, Quebecer. Yep. So, so you know, French is my second language. Uh, and so, uh, even that, I think that that's what that had a lot to do with me being a lot more shy and quiet. And, and even though I had English friends at school and uh, we spoke English a lot of the time. Um, but uh, yeah, I um, uh, I think that had something to do with the fact that uh, I was maybe, yeah, just quieter or something. I'm sure yeah. it has something to do with that. I remember like when I started kindergarten, I was the kid who was crying every day even actually even before that in preschool i even remember it but my mother reminds me of it i used to cry and cry to go to school like when i was four years old oh, I to about- go to
1: school not yeah even- uh, sorry
0: oh. for my mother to leave me this was right. like kind of like, got you like four years old so i think it was like in in montreal that was at that time i guess it would you know in your time it'd be jk junior yeah. kindergarten but um, um uh, back then it was nursery school like you just went to kindergarten and then grade one you did one year of kindergarten so this was like nursery school so I used to bawl my eyes out when my mom would drop me off and I even have a picture of me um when I'm four years old and that you know you're kind of like school class picture thing and my eyes are they're bloodshot (laughs) from bawling my eyes out you know and I used to freak out that my mom was leaving me so that's in the you know so I had there was shyness and, yeah. and, uh, you know, uh, a lack of confidence or whatever. I was really not happy about going to school. And then also in kindergarten that continued in kindergarten. And again, it was like, also, I think being put in a French school and, and I remember in kindergarten, um, in my class like all the, the every all these little kids are speaking french to me and i was english and and they would all and i was very small i was always very i was always tiny i was always the smallest of my class for years and and so when we play i remember we play like house and then um you know i was always they'd always want me to be the baby
1: oh. and uh,
0: and so i think there was a lot of that these little french kids pulling me around and then speaking french to me and i didn't understand what was happening and then, i'd be so confused uh, Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. I I was so confused. And then I, I used to be that kid crying and crying. I don't know if you had one in your class, but mm-hmm. crying and like pushing the door. I remember pushing the door to leave the, the classroom in kindergarten, like just pushing that bar and pushing and pushing it, wanting to just leave. Like I was not a happy. camper.
1: That's, that's so crazy. Because like then seeing you on TV and everything, you would have no idea that you were that kid. It's like, it's like yeah. little Giselle needed Giselle's big backyard. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That's so
0: cute. That's so yeah. funny. That's yeah, true yeah maybe i don't know yeah um it was yeah. interesting
1: you're talking about the whole like french like just everyone speaking french and then you obviously english being your first language so then what would you guys do at home then like would you try to like speak french no no
0: it was it was oh, just straight english always english and, and you, yeah it was yeah we we're all we we're english and my my uh my parents i mean they they spoke english with us um my it's interesting my mom is actually born in england Moved to Canada when she was very young, and my dad was born in Egypt, and, and so his his second language was actually was first. He was like, yeah, speaking Arabic, but he, I mean, he, because my mom's English, they didn't. Speak you know there was no arabic in my house um no. it was uh you know with extended family yes but not within our our just little nuclear family right um, so uh yeah so they would speak english at home and then my dad actually i think he spoke french before english he even um taught in french um oh. at university of montreal he was a professor and so um he's still in montreal but anyway so they're still there but anyway so yeah like uh um, yeah, he he, but he's retired, but that's why I say he was teaching in French. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, a lot of Egyptians they, um, they, they, that's why actually my name is Giselle, it's a, it's a French name. A lot of, of Egyptians, um, they're, they're, they learn a second language is French and then. And also, they also, during the time of Napoleon, um, uh, that's when uh, a lot of, um, that's when the French was introduced. And also a lot of Egyptians have French names. And my grandmother was the first Giselle (laughs) Corinthians. So yeah, anyway, yeah. So that's where my name, like Giselle, Giselle, a lot of people, there are two things people think when when uh, of my nationality number one they think I'm French and especially if I say I'm from Montreal but it's not in my blood whatsoever I think that because my name is a French name Giselle um because it was even Giselle's big backyard they wanted to keep the accent so it's yeah yeah so yeah you you could picture the accent right Giselle's big backyard (laughs) and um and then um uh was i gonna tell you i was telling you um oh yeah and my last name is greek my last name is greek from my egyptian side that's carried back from a few generations huh. so Corinthius is greek but my dad is actually egyptian i'm i'm egyptian i'm not yeah. i'm oh. not greek you know so I, what a combination me, yeah but when the when you know like there's the World Cup of Soccer and the, and Greece is winning. Believe me, I'm like... <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah, exactly. You my
0: little napkin. I'm yeah, in there. at that point, like, you're more Greek than people. anybody,
1: <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah I'm, all, I'm a very proud Greek, suddenly.
1: That's <laughs> amazing. I love that. Yeah, but that, yeah that, must have been, uh, that must have been difficult, like, growing up and English being your first language in a city that was basically all French, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: There was, you know... Uh, well, you know, it's a... Was it difficult? I mean, it was when I started, but then you know, you meet first of all, you have other Anglo friends in your French school and you become friends with the French kids. It was just at the start, you know. And then I'm so grateful now that I have I speak French, you know, like I I really am. Like I and I'm a very proud Montrealer, even though a lot of the politics suck. Mm -hmm. Let's just put that on record. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yes, (laughs) really bad. Really bad. Anyway, but (laughs) I um yeah, so so at the beginning it was tough, but then you know you integrate, and then uh, then it's all yeah all fine. And what's cool too is that the Anglo population is very small, so it's kind of like six degrees of separation between. English people there. It's very easy to connect people. Everybody kind of knows everybody. It's very interesting. It's really like a small town feel like that when it comes to the English community. And I really like that too. Yeah.
1: No, no, that's amazing. Um, Mm -hmm. One thing that I I found really interesting about you while I was doing research about you for this was a story Mm -hmm. you told about um, when a production company came to school when you were seven. Can you get into that?
0: Oh yeah! Um, oh wow! You saw, I don't remember saying that, but yeah. Um, so uh, yeah, w- this was in French school <laughs> in grade one, and there there was this production company that came to the school for a Jello a Jello commercial, and they were looking for some kids to be in the commercial. And um, I, you know, I was fascinated. It was the first time that. Television, like I, I think I realized, I think I was six years old, and I think it was the first time I realized, wow, you could be on, on TV. Like I thought, wow, that's so crazy, and that's so cool. And um, anyway, they asked a few kids to audition. They did not ask me. But looking back, I'm like, I totally understand why. First of all, <laughs> yeah, I, first of all, my my French, you know, back then it would have had a very strong English accent. Like I mean, French Real. was very new to me, right? And also, I was very shy, so. Um, they did ask my best friend at the time. And I remember feeling like, Oh, she's so lucky. And, Mm -hmm. and, you know, I was very shy and, and stuff, but I looked at her and I thought, wow, that is just so cool. And that's the first time it's ever, I've ever um, had that seed planted really about acting, that Mm -hmm. acting is out there and I wanted it. There was something in me that I was like, I want that, you know, it's funny.
1: Right. It's funny and- remembering
0: that, just especially because it was like, you know, I was even so, there was, like, I wasn't even
1: qualified to go to go Right, so the, how did you get in the commercial?
0: Oh, sorry, though, maybe there was some confusion. I was never in it oh you weren't in it no so maybe i don't know where you saw that where right. it sounded like oh maybe i made it sound like i was in it no i wasn't in it
1: oh <laughs> interesting okay yeah I was gonna say, no, I that would like, be crazy from going from that yeah. not even ask you to be then being in it well, yeah okay, then, no then it i wasn't like, okay. i
0: wasn't i didn't make the cut i didn't make the cut many times i haven't been on a ton of auditions in my life but let me tell you like not compared to a lot of actors out there but, right I didn't make the cut many, many times. Right,
1: right, fair, Hey, Fair. That happens. It happens. Um, It happens. Yeah. So then, after that, like you said, like you you think there was like a seed planted. So then, maybe not like that year. Maybe not for a few more years. Did you start being in like school productions and everything like that? Were you also in like outside school productions? Yeah. Yeah.
0: So so um, yeah. So all it. So at that time, yes, it planted the seed, and then um, when I was in grade five. We had to write a play and, uh, or no, we didn't have to write a play. We had to write some kind of story, but we did know we did. It had to be, then we had, we had to write a story, like a a play, basically only a couple pages long. And then we had to act it out. We were in groups of four to write this thing. Well, I was so excited about writing this, uh, this little play and then even more excited when it came to putting on the play i loved it i took it so seriously i was so into it so it was with three other friends of mine and uh anyway like so even just making like the like i made these big backdrops like these i got these big sheets of paper and i drew the scenery on the the uh backdrop and uh then choosing our costumes and and stuff to make this to to perform this play in front of our class. And I loved it. And I became kind of the director in that, in that situation. Mm -hmm. And then um, the teacher thought it was so great that then she asked us to perform it in front of the kindergarten class. Mm -hmm. And so I remember just, yeah, just being so thrilled to be asked. And I just loved the experience. And so um, right then, that is when I said to my mother, I really want to pursue like acting. All right. Like, yeah, I wanted to yeah, be an actor it's when I started talking about that. So she, um, signed me up to start to doing like, uh, there was not within the school. There was no such thing as drama classes at that time. This was in the elementary school, right? I'm right. 11, 12. Remember that's that age when I was coming out of my shell too. Right. I was like, yep. I was about 11, 12 years old. And then, um, yeah. Th- so she signed me up for different summer um, camps, like theater camps. And uh, I did a lot of that improv camps throughout the school year. So that kept going. I was doing a lot of theater, loved theater. Um, so, yeah, that's how that all all started. <laughs>
1: Interesting. I love mm-hmm. that. Um, yeah. And then obviously you went to school like you're, you went to college.
0: Yeah. It's college, a C-Shap. And,
1: and, and what was the the program you took?
0: So it was called profesh, uh, professional theater. And okay. um, and actually the little side note here, what's interesting too, is that um, I was also, there was a time, like I, I did love acting, I wanted to do that, but I was also very interested in the visual arts, like drawing, painting. And so before I went into the theater program, I actually um, studied in CGEP, I because it was like at that point when you're like not sure wasn't sure what i was gonna what i was gonna do plus believe it or not i really as much as i had a lot of experience in acting i didn't have full confidence to say i want to do pursue acting as a career it's like Mm -hmm. i didn't have the like yeah just the confidence even to admit that to i -hmm. think to anybody even though i felt that so i was for some reason, I thought it was okay to say, well, I'm going to pursue the visual arts. <laughs> like they're I mean, the at the least arts. it's
1: a little more generic, like, um, more general.
0: Yeah, maybe, maybe that's it. And maybe like being an actor is too, like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what, but there was yeah. something about it. I, I, I did have the confidence to even say it, to even want to pers- really pursue it. So I did visual arts before a creative arts program before going into um, theater. I, I, when I went, when I was doing creative arts, I did have like a drama program and the head of the theater program was the prof and then oh, he's geez. the one who suggested that i audition for uh theater school for the for the program which is called the dome theater in montreal oh. and is part of dawson college part of their program that CJP. Yeah. and uh yeah so so i auditioned and uh then i got in i think i was also really um I think it boosted my confidence him telling me that he thinks I should audition for it. He's like, I think you should really be in acting or something. And having somebody say that to me who, you know, I think that helped with my confidence. Cause I definitely, uh, yeah. Lacked the confidence.
1: hundred <laughs> percent. So what's that audition process like then for a college, like a, a performing arts college?
0: Uh, so you had to present, I think it, I can't remember if it was one or a two minute monologue. I don't remember what the monologue was, but you also had to, to, uh, uh, sing a song. And I remember that.
1: (laughs) What if you didn't sing? Like, are you, which I didn't? Oh yeah. How how would that
0: work?
1: (laughs) (laughs) What what if I, like, I just walked up and I was like, well, I don't sing. Like, what would they do?
0: Yeah. So they, well, you did have to, you definitely had to sing, but here's the thing is like, you know, um, I think maybe I even said that to my teacher, like, "What can I, you know?" I don't sing. Maybe I said it to the to the prof who's encouraged me to audition. Maybe I mentioned it. I don't know because I knew that you did. You absolutely had to sing, even if you sang "Happy Birthday," even if you don't have a beautiful voice, which I was far from anything near a singer. Um, so you did have to. Um, Yeah, you had to sing a song, and I know exactly what I sang. So I don't remember the monologues, but I know what I sang. And the song was uh, um, Mercedes Benz. I don't know if you'd know it, but it's by Janis Joplin. She's like this big hippie Mm -hmm. singer back in the 60s. And it's like, oh, Lord, won't you buy me a Mercedes Benz? My friends all drive horses. Anyway, so drive Porsches, not horses, but I <laughs> drive <laughs> Porsches. Anyway, so that song I chose that um, because her voice was similar to mine. Like it's very raspy, and um, and it's a fun song, and also it's I uh, it's it's a very I don't remember like gosh I haven't heard it in so long, but it's it's like a it's very it's a very known song like whatever you know well i guess not you this generation no but no no my but gener- yeah my generation for sure knows that song and so so um so also it was a very like acoustic song and i remember i i was singing it i think just clapping my hands and before i did the audition i recorded myself on a little tape recorder yep <laughs> and uh my sister i played it back and my sister heard it from the other room and I don't know, she was singing along or something like that. I'm like, did it sound good? And she's like, well, yeah, I love Janis Joplin. love that song or something. And I'm like, no, that was me. And she's, get out. And she's like, what? So I remember thinking, okay, I'm ready wow. for the audition because <laughs> she thought it, I, it was me. It was her singing um, the song when it was me. Uh, so yeah, I just chose a song that worked well with this voice, right? Which I right. still do to this day. I love karaoke. When I go to karaoke, I always choose songs that um work well with this voice. That's smart. To-
1: that's a, that was that's a really smart move from you.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because it just sells it better or whatever like cuz right. I'm not a singer. Yeah.
1: Right. That's <laughs> oh, that's amazing. So, and how long was the program?
0: Um so that was a 3-year program. 3 years. Yeah. And then later I decided, yeah, so at that point I moved to Toronto um, because uh, I, when I graduated from theater school, there were agents that came to see you uh, perform in your last year, and then um, they they come to see if you know they're gonna sign you on to their roster. Now there were not many until this day. To this day, there's not many um, Anglo agents in Montreal. It's a much smaller community um, in the acting world there. But anyway, there were very few, like three English agents, I think, back when I graduated. Anyway, so, you know, they they don't have like, they have their actors, their roster of people that they have in their agencies. And anyway, so they come and check you out and see if they're going to sign you on. Well, I wasn't asked By any of them to be signed on, and I remember being very upset. Like I was so upset about it. I was like, I just thought, yeah, my acting career is over. (laughs) And uh, so, yeah, um, uh, at that point, and you know, the thing is, is, as well, it's like I was getting lead roles in that in theater school. Like I had great roles. I felt confident about my my uh, my work. So when I I was very shocked, right? When when I didn't get an agent, but you know you got to think about it too, right? Like sometimes you're, ju- you're just not what they're looking for. They, you know, I'm I'm five foot two. I've got dark hair in Montreal. Like who isn't five foot two and dark hair? Things like that, you know. Like if you have that in your agency, like <laughs> that your chances even become become smaller of being signed on or whatever. Maybe it's because I couldn't sing. I don't know. <laughs> so yeah, yeah it doesn't matter. The point is that it wasn't. Um, signed on and then and then yeah like um a few months later i uh i came to visit my best friend in toronto and my grandparents and that's when um my best friend's roommate introduced me to his agent in toronto and Mm -hmm. um and she said if i move to toronto within a month she'll sign me on so I basically said, okay, I didn't even like there was no going away party, barely had a chance to tell anybody. It was busy. I remember it was busy. Plus, my dad that summer he was um teaching in England or that fall or something. But anyway, yeah, because I lived in the fall. But anyway, he was teaching in England. And I also knew I wanted to go and visit him in London. And so I thought, well, I better do that before I do this big move to Toronto. So it was even like with it, like honestly, it was like within two weeks I booked a trip trip to london england to visit him and i came back to mature for like two weeks packed my stuff and my mom drove me down the 401 to move to toronto into my grandparents house so that's amazing it was a very, very quick decision and when i moved i thought okay well I'll do the acting scene for like two years and i'll move back like in my head i was moving to toronto for like two years and that was going
1: to be it. (laughs) I don't
0: know what I was thinking, but yeah, that didn't happen. (laughs) You have been here a long time now.
1: I love that. I love that. So then while you're auditioning and stuff, like once you moved to Toronto, what kind of roles were you getting before the nook?
0: Oh God. Okay. Well, I didn't go funny. I didn't go. I barely went in any auditions. My agent who was terrible at the time, she was terrible. So many ways. Oh, oh so many ways yeah anyway and so she um first of all yeah she didn't send me on auditions she told me um that i looked too young for the roles um that were out there and i so i was not sophisticated enough for the roles that um uh that they were auditioning for and um so there was that not so i remember saying that not sophisticated enough i'm like give me a bit. Like give me the role and let yeah. me, let me no, act no. sophisticated. Yeah. I might not be sophisticated, but yeah. I can act it. Exactly, I can fake exactly. It. exactly. I can fake it. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, that's the whole point of acting. Yeah. So yeah, so she um yeah, so 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 I didn't go on many auditions at all before uh, before the Nook. Um and uh I was doing some theater, but I really wanted to do the acting, the TV acting. I was really into that at that point because uh, the theater, the first of all, yeah, for so many reasons, but basically my agent was, was a, a TV agent, not a theater agent. So I'd have to find the theater jobs on my own she was not you know so so i was doing some professional theater gigs whatever like a lot of kids shows believe it or not um so uh yeah so i was doing that and then um yeah after like uh, you know uh, a couple of years of me doing the acting circuit i just was i found it very disappointing very disheartening um just so much rejection in it. Like, well, even, yeah, when I did go at auditions, aud- I wasn't getting the parts when I'd go, it felt like such a big deal to even get an audition. But anyway, so yeah, so then, um I was working in restaurants and bars and then, and then, um, and everybody in Toronto was an actor. That was the other thing. I came from Montreal where it was like a tiny little pocket of actors, very few agents. And then I come to Toronto, I'm like, everybody's an actor in mm-hmm. Toronto. So uh, every waiter that I worked with at the, and, you know, at the bar that I worked in and like all the the, the staff, everybody was an actor. So then, um, you know, I wasn't sure what I wanted to do with my life. I was really stressing. I was struggling to figure it out. And my dad, who was a university prof, he's like, well, you should go back to school and, uh, you know, figure out a backup plan to acting, you know, maybe just get, you know, just have a backup plan, just figure something else out. So I thought, well, at least that'll give me some kind of focus for a while. And I told him like, "I'll if I started, I'll finish it because he was going to pay for me to go to university. He was going to support me to do that so i thought okay well if i started that's the one promise i made i'll finish it so yeah then i thought well i love kids so that's the only thing i really like are kids (laughs) so i'm like well i'll go and become a kindergarten teacher so i went uh, to university of toronto and uh, then I was doing a BA in anthropology, which is pretty funny to me because it's <laughs> just kind of so random, yeah. but it was just kind of an easy thing to get into. Honestly, that's it. I was just like, well, this doesn't, you know, seem too tough. It seems kind of interesting to talk about different cultures. There was I was in the social cultural part of anthropology was my main interest. So I'm like, well, I'm learning about cultures and that's cool. And, um, and, uh, and then I thought, okay, and then I'll get my degree and go on to teachers. College, so that was the plan, and I graduated, and I was all ready to go to teachers' college, and that's when there was an ad in the paper for the Nook for TVO Kids to, um, to yeah. What's cool about it? It was and what a lot of people don't realize. It was um, you know the the job was to um, perform in a preschool show, but just mainly to start a preschool show from complete scratch, like it didn't exist. And it's like here going make a preschool show with one other person. It was like starting a YouTube channel, honestly. That's what it was. We look back and um, and we laugh so much because it was so much like a YouTube channel, which of course YouTube didn't exist back then, but it really was like YouTube. You know, I mean, like we were doing our own, making our own props. We, I did my own makeup. I did my own hair, wow. like it was always hanging out. My hair was always such a mess. Um, you know, writing the sh- writing our ideas. It was just, wa- like I'd bring my stuffed animals. I had a few I brought from Montreal to Toronto. So I had some at my place and I'd bring them when I needed like stuffed animals. Like we really didn't have access to even many props. It was wild. So if we needed stuff, I, I, sometimes we would just cut it out of paper and we'd have like, it was crazy. It was, sometimes it was just so basic. That was before. Um, TVO was unionized, things changed later, it was unionized. So then you had a professional makeup artist and props person, but it was always a teeny tiny team um, that we worked with, always from the start of the Nook right through to the end of Giselle's Big Backyard. We were um, like a creative team. It was really like two to three people writing it at one time. Of course, then we have a, a big crew when, well, not in the Nook, Giselle's Big Backyard had a big crew, professionals, you know, but when it was in the nook, it was like it was one technician in the little um in the little uh, what I want to say not sound booth, but the in the the control room, you yeah. know, and to have like a little switch, a little switcher there and would switch the cameras. And uh, it was very interesting. <laughs> That's how it started. Uh, it was like, we we're very few people that started this show that became very big, very fast. So that was kind of cool. You know, And I look back, I'm like, Oh, it started like a YouTube channel. It was like, yeah, it didn't exist. And then it was really liked by kids, you know? So,
1: wow. That's, that's cool. Um, what yeah. I wanted, what I was wondering was like, because obviously like this was like your break for you, like the nook. So were you having to do anything else in the, in, in the industry at the same time, like at the beginning of the nook or was it strictly, no, that was that no. Was oh, I just
0: I literally just came out of university. <laughs> it was wild. I came out of university, and um, I was going to go off to teachers' college. But um, when I finished university, my dad now was teaching uh, that summer in um, in France, in, in Nice, France, mm-hmm. and um, and so uh, yeah, so I went to go and visit him. And uh, and and then my boyfriend at the time, he saw the ad in the paper. He told me about it while I was in France. And then he was uh, coming to France the following week. So he said, "Like, I really think this this is this job is made for you. You you should do this." And so he said, "Well, you know, when we're in France, we'll shoot an audition tape, a VHS tape, and then um, submit it." Um, And yeah, so that's that's what I did. That's long story short. We shot this audition tape and uh, no, there was no I wasn't. No, at that time I was in in, a university. I was in school full on full time. There was no there was no acting gigs. I did work um, during that time at the King Edward Hotel in Toronto. Was I working there during that time? I think so. Yes yes i was i was working in a, in a hotel um downtown toronto uh you know just to support myself while i was in school so i was working but it was no there was no time for acting gigs i was always doing homework i was busy right. <laughs> so yeah so i stopped the whole acting thing and then but then there was this ad in the paper and then i sent him my audition tape and apparently like two thousand people um, had sent in tapes they had to watch all these vhs tapes yeah and then we wow. got i got called into audition so I went in for a few auditions and then eventually I was told that I got the job. <laughs>
1: That's amazing. So like the yeah. beginning of the nook for you, like it must've been pretty cool for like your friends and family seeing you on TV. because i they'd never seen you on TV before. So like, yeah. were you, I know obviously like I, not many adults without kids who are watching kids TV, but like yeah. did you hear from a lot of like friends and family about the show. Uh,
0: yeah. Yeah. So, um, so, yeah. So, first of all, even for me, it was a, it was, I mean, it was mind blowing getting the job. Let mm-hmm. me just make that very clear. <laughs> like, I was just, uh, my world, everything changed. My whole, everything changed. I tell you, like, I, I, I mean, when I got, when I actually got the call, I hung up the phone, I literally threw up in the, in the bathroom. Wow. I cried. I was la- I was trying to scream my roommate's name. to She was in the basement and <laughs> tell her to come up crying. And I'm like, barfing. And, I got the job. <laughs> so so for me, it was massive. I'm not going to let's not downplay that. I, 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 So let's start there. And then seeing myself on TV, I'm like, wow, my TV, this is so wild. It was surreal, crazy. I've never been on TV before i never been nice. on TV. So that was massive for me. Now, my family, yes, over the moon. Now, remember, they're in Montreal. So, um, yes, friends were definitely excited for me. But at the time, like, my friends didn't have kids, right? So I didn't, I definitely, you know, I didn't know, um, right? I didn't have this. It wasn't the same experience because I was young. Like, to my friends, nobody had kids. We were partying
1: like (laughs) yeah yeah
0: so so yeah so um uh yeah so I didn't get if that's what you mean did I hear about it from adults with kids only when I met them in public so yes when that started when that happened which was very soon after I got the job everything was so life-changing it was so everything was just bigger than life and crazy like the the start of it was just wild
1: yeah now when you when the show like progressed and everything and like you yourself like were featured on the show more and like you were gaining more popularity what was that like for you because like it went from being the nook to like the show with Giselle on it you know what you know what I mean
0: yeah yeah well yeah so I it's what you're saying but the nook, I'm it was. I don't even just I know you're, hum,
1: you're, you're humble and you want to be modest about it, but like at mm-hmm. one point, Giselle was bigger than the show, which I think is why we'll get into it. Giselle's Big Backyard started, so
0: yeah, funny. I'm not, I don't like Uh, yeah, no, I'm not even trying to be humble, right? I'm just like, oh, that's interesting. I, I guess I haven't thought about it like that. Mm-hmm. I, I do know. Um, that the nook to the nook was like, it was so big, the nook. Mm -hmm. So I guess you're right, but maybe I didn't feel it. And there were things that were going on. Yeah. Giselle's big backyard. Yes. It was very big, but I think the nooks to me, everything was so like, just such a life changer, you know, from being like, right. You know, from being completely anonymous and then, being recognized in public all the time like those were massive changes and even at the beginning with that um you know i didn't even i didn't even deal deal with it that well to be honest with you like it was a very big change and uh, maybe that's where the shyness me still exists or something i found it a lot um and then uh then i started to really love it because you know, you get the feedback, you see the little kids and we talk to you and then I loved it. You know, I fo- focused on the kids. It was great. But uh, at the start, it was just so overwhelming. That's the word for overwhelming. So that was so massive as it was. Plus, at the time, you know, the nook was also, you know, on the coattails, of another massive show which was the crawl space in the Mm -hmm, afternoons, mm -hmm. right so that was massive that was very popular and then we became the morning the preschool morning show right that was the afternoon show so we were now in the mornings so um so it already had this so much respect that it was tvo kids it's such a big following and they pumped it up in the afternoon to come and watch the morning so um yeah it became very popular very quick and uh and it was just yeah then i then i you know i i adjusted to the fame part of it um i can't imagine being one of these massive celebrities who have ultra fame i can't even imagine like it was an, this was just the perfect amount i never even my wildest dreams when i wanted to do acting i never thought about those things i never i was not one of these actors having these big ambitions i'm going to go to la i'm going to be a big actor and bo- none of that that was not even i don't even know I, like i didn't i didn't have these massive goals i was just like i this is what i like doing i was kind of like more of like a one day at a time kind of thing you know, I was not like having this, yeah, big dreams, I guess. Mm-hmm. I didn't. Anyway, so um, yeah. So then when Giselle's Big Backyard, you're right. You would think like, yeah, like it you're right. It was I think it was already big. So when Giselle's Big Backyard came about, you are right about um, you know, the name having my name be part of the show. Never did I imagine my name was gonna be on the show. We were trying to brainstorm um. A, a name and um and then um it was my boss who said after like my bigger boss my I had a producer the two of us were brainstorming names and stuff and never even thought about my name as part of the show Are you kidding me? like never in a million years <laughs> and I, could, like, I just didn't have those aspirations you know and I don't know, it never occurred to me. But uh, so we had all these names and we knew it was gonna be a backyard. So it was like Giggle Garden and garden, whatever, things like that, I remember. And there was the bigger boss who said, listen, whatever name you come up with, you have to have Giselle in the beginning. Giselle's name, that brand, it needs to be in there. It needs to be her name, the brand, keep it that blah, blah, blah. I was amazed. I remember thinking, what? I have a show with my name on it. I mean, it really doesn't get better than that. <laughs> like, it's kind of crazy. <laughs> like, yeah. Especially because I never even like thought these things were ever possible for me, for me, the one who was like, you know, there were a lot of, there's a lot of rejection, a lot of rejection. Yeah. I was told, you know, the one who was told you're not sophisticated enough and this and that, and you know, whatever. So then, yeah. So all that was uh, amazing um, that I had this, yeah, my name part of the show when it became Giselle's Big Backyard. But also I think by then what happened was right when I (laughs) was told we were gonna move into a bigger studio and have a bigger, um, like a big crew and we're gonna have puppets and the show is expanding and all this stuff. The thing is when I was taking that all in but I had something bigger than that going on with me and that's that I was pregnant. I was, I just discovered I was pregnant when that was my first kid. Um, So I have three kids. So, yeah. So I was so, you know, like when something is so life changing, like knowing I was pregnant, I was married at that point. And and so, uh, yeah, so that was a very, that was so massive to me. Nobody knew. Uh, We wanted to tell our family first, uh, but, you know, they're in Montreal and we wanted to tell them in person and we wanted to wait three months because um, usually there's a waiting period of three months um, for anybody who's watching this. (laughs) If you don't know, often they suggest wait three months when you're pregnant because that's a very delicate, fragile time with your body. And, you know, uh, a lot of people like to hold on to the news to make sure everything is all safe and secure with the baby uh, before announcing it. So um, I, uh, yeah, so I, we wanted my husband, who's from Montreal too, um, uh we met in toronto but he's from montreal but anyway so we um so we wanted to wait to go and tell our families and uh yeah and during that waiting period like newly pregnant within those Whatever, I was like, I was just like very new pregnant when they told me this. I mean, I don't even know if I was like a week or two weeks pregnant. I mean, I just found out, and they're like, okay, they have this meeting, and they tell me, you know, we're changing the show, it's going to be this and that, and starting and, you know, talking about when, about this, all these changes. And in my head, all I could think about was that I was pregnant. So the truth is that, like, Giselle's big backyard became like, A good decade, more than a decade of me being in a, another place, you right. know, in my own personal life, because I was now, I had three babies during that time, three pregnancies. And also, yeah, also telling my boss, I mean, it was terrifying too, knowing I'm pregnant. I'm like, I'm going I'm to tell them they have all these plans for this show with my name and the title. <laughs> I'm like, it was crazy. And then, you know, also wondering how are they going to react and how are we going to shoot this when I'm pregnant? but they were amazing. They were amazing. They were like, well, we're going to just shoot a lot of stuff early as quick as we can. We're going to shoot like mad while you, uh, you know, while you're not showing, I mean, right from the start of Giselle's big backyard. I mean, it's it fascinates me. The opening song is one of the first things we, we shot. Um, there was clips of that that were, they were not taken from like other segments. They, they were shot for the purpose of the opening, um, uh opening music and the opening whatever the opening credits Mm -hmm. where you see that my giselle's big backyard come up anyway those like i am pregnant all those shots pregnant like you can kind of tell like if you look like you might want question it a bit i mean yeah i mean i could see it like some of it like i'm wearing a yellow raincoat and i kind of like do i remember trying to like kick my legs up and going oh that doesn't feel the same Mm -hmm. as the normal does because you're stomach is not as strong or whatever anyway your stomach muscles <laughs> so so yeah so um uh, but they were like yeah we're gonna shoot a ton and then once you start to show we'll you know you'll be behind a fence and whatever they didn't want to share it with a lot of people questions like well, why didn't you let the audience know why didn't you share that what's the big deal and I understand their, re- their reasons and that was just that you didn't want to confuse the kids like um explaining like you know, I'm getting big and pregnant. Where's the baby? Like we see puppets. Like I, I would think that's confusing if you're yeah. not if you're suddenly like talking about your pregnancy or sh- like it. 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 I understood why they would not, um, you know, want that to be on television. So we masked the pregnancy with what I was wearing behind, you know, masked behind the fence or or whatever. But yeah, so. So yeah, it was like very big to be going into Giselle's big backyard for sure, but it was also because I I, I there's so much of it go, you know interconnected with my my life like you know that maybe all of those feelings were overshadowed a bit by my own having my own you know baby. Like even sitting on the I remember the first time I felt uh, the baby like you, when you, before you actually feel a baby kick, you get these like kind of butterfly feelings in your tummy. It's like, it almost feels like little flutters. Mm-hmm. And I was sitting on the mushroom, like we were about to roll camera and I'm like, Oh my God, I felt the baby. Yeah. I have butterflies in my, you know, I mean yeah. it could be more perfect because there's butterflies in my big backyard. And <laughs> yeah. Butterflies in my stomach, yeah. you know? So like, so yeah. So, um, yeah, as, as much as like, yeah, Giselle's Big Backyard was a huge phenomenon. Like it was, you know, loved by kids. It was really great and yeah, it was cool because it was just, um, uh, yeah, it was just a lot more, I think it left the YouTube feel to become a real, becoming a real show, mm-hmm. you know? So there was things about that that was really nice for me to, to experience all that, but yeah, um, yeah, as for bigger than the nook, I don't know, both were big in their own ways, right? Oh, so.
1: yeah, yeah, 100%. Yeah. Um, so you are talking about how much, how you guys shot like a ton before, like, obviously you got bigger and then gave birth. So you must have shot a lot, a lot, because you probably needed to do enough for a season right off the hop, no?
0: Yeah, we shot a ton. We shot at yeah. time. Yes, yeah, we did. We really- It's probably a
1: condensed we, schedule, right, at that point, to, to make sure that you, to get it all done, and then you gave yeah, her, and then you took yeah. Her
0: her off. Yeah, because yeah, I, that, because I was going to go on a year maternity leave. So the good thing is, is at that, that time, we started, you know, there were sticks, was one of the puppets. So there were puppets to work with, too. So the puppets, so Jay, um, Jay was born- and it's funny because my daughter's name is Jade, and that's their thing. When they named the puppet, Jay was a blue jay. She was a blue jay. I wasn't there for that. I was on maternity leave. Oh. Um, but they told me, and we named her Jay, kind of like Jade, like oh, your nice. baby. And I was like, oh yeah, like that's kind of cool. So, yeah. so yeah, those they were born at the same time. Um, so yeah. Um,
1: so they would think- shoot those like scenes kind of things like way after after they were like like you you weren't there because they needed to shoot you yeah yeah they shot
0: as much as they could with me and a lot we were shooting a lot we were shooting I don't I don't remember how many days but way more than we normally were shooting like it was everything had to happen immediately immediate I mean it was nuts like it was like right I mean we we like we are sorry, and we were already starting to shoot some stuff. Now it's coming back to me. We were starting to shoot, but nobody knew I was pregnant. That was oh. it. Right until that three. So we were shooting, and then I was actually, I, yes, because I was waiting to go to Montreal to go and tell our families and we had a plan to wait those three months so we did start shooting but once i told them then we had to really Oh, like
1: really okay. like yes up. yes God yes yes yeah. yeah. so we
0: we did start shooting it sorry it's just coming back to me because we were already like when they they started it we were starting it really quickly so we did start shooting and then i was actually like, I was just, it was, I think, the day before I was going to Montreal, the three, the, the, finally the visit was going to happen to go and tell our families because a three month mark hit. We were going to go to Montreal, tell them our news. And we were shooting that day, and I was dressed as, um, as, uh, Lettarella. She's like my Viking character with it. She does this opera, you know, of course I can't sing, but so fake opera, terrible raspy voice opera mm-hmm. character. <laughs> she sings, um, letters of the alphabet, the sounds, the phonetic sounds. Anyway. So I was dressed in that costume, like a Viking, with my long blonde braids, um, and we were shooting. And then all of a sudden, I like it, I didn't get sick morning sickness often. I think it, I think it happened like three times in my pregnancy, and that was like like out of the three times, that was one of those times, maybe even the first time that I had the sudden urge. I can't believe I'm talking about puke again. And then, <laughs> <laughs> how are we getting back to puke <laughs> so yeah I had a sudden urge to be sick and I like suddenly was like ripping off my microphone trying to rip it out of because it was like in my hair remember? and then like I was just sorry I was just like oh I was like, like I'll be back I don't even know if I said anything I just know I suddenly like ran out of the studio and my director and our production assistant they followed me and I was out in the hall and I saw a garbage can and I sick and they were like oh my god are you okay are you like whatever and i said it to them it was like the day before leaving and i'm like you can't tell anybody i'm like Mm -hmm. i'm pregnant (laughs) so i remember that i remember that was a big Uh deal like (laughs) Like, oh my god yeah so i told them the complete like yeah it was just complete trust there and uh, they let me tell my bosses when I got back because I had planned which was nice. nice but yeah almost like yeah it was like right to the to the um right to the bitter end of holding in that secret you know <laughs> like yeah so
1: when when you came back like after maternity leave and like everything was more so normal on on set yeah. what was like a day in the life for Giselle at that time
0: <laughs> especially now because I have a kid at home too yeah. <laughs> yeah so uh yeah so we you know the thing is is that we did we went into the office and we wrote the show I don't that's another thing a lot of people don't realize well I did mention it like when they said to sh- start the show from scratch like we were researching writing our own um ideas creating characters uh yeah like it's like it, like I said like a YouTube channel is always like creating writing so um so Normally, it would be like you'd be, um, we'd, we'd often like block shoot what when we'd be in studio. So it was something like, you know, like three weeks that you would be, for example, because our schedule changed up over the years. But let's say for three weeks, you're in the office, you're at your desk, and you're writing the ideas, uh, your scripts. You're writing your ideas for the show. You're writing your scripts. So um, Giselle's Big Backyards was scripted. The Duck there was never even time to write scripts mm-hmm. it was like you just no it was a lot of improv in the in the nook like you'd have a basic idea but so much of it that was the other difference and there was something really cool about the nook having it been so improv-y, you know um and then Giselle's big backyard would be writing scripts would have meetings discussions you know like script meetings um yeah production meetings about different characters different ideas so you'd be doing that for a few weeks and then you'd go into a studio like every day for a week now Giselle's big backyard it had a, a much more um uh uh not relaxed schedule but just yeah just an easier schedule physically in many ways because in the nook we used to shoot at 5 30 in the morning because it was the only time we could get uh the our little nook which was actually a closet if really in real life it was this cloth it was like a a, a a big closet that um that both the crawl space three shows were shot out of this big oh. closet so there is the nook and literally like with the nook and the crawl space it was so funny it was a wall that you'd like just slide over and then roll out a carpet when it was the nook roll roll that carpet up um to like slide it back so that the crawl space now you could put in some of their like items whatever
1: yeah. and then
0: and between that between those two shows there was an adult show um that was shooting in that same studio another tvo production and so we had to our studio time the nut like we got the i guess the worst end of the deal you had to be there five thirty 5 30 in the morning mm-hmm. and so yeah we'd um yeah, that's that was our schedule for shooting. Whereas with Giselle's big backyard, it was just yeah, but later, more reasonable time that we started. Um, I think we started shooting at ten. I think I'd usually have to be, or no, maybe nine would shoot at, and I think uh, yeah, I'd have to be in makeup at like uh, eight a.m. I believe. Gosh, I can't believe I'm forgetting this. So sad, but yeah, <laughs> something like that.
1: That's not yeah. bad. That's not bad. Um, no, I'm mean, shooting
0: until like three thirty in the afternoon. Yeah, sometimes later
1: yeah Yeah. that's that's not a terrible schedule um like i mentioned in the intro you did have some notable guests join you just like on your shows in general you had the wiggles you had uh, was it polka dot what was the polka dot Uh, pokeru was from poker yeah
0: Yeah. poker became like a kind of a regular character in giselle's big backyard um they wanted to kind of revive um Pokeru, I think for the the latest generate that generation my generation what whatever my Giselle's Big backyard generation yeah. your generation I guess you know so they brought pokeru back to life because pokeru was very popular um, when I was a kid and in fact when I visit my grandparents in Toronto from Montreal uh I see uh, polka dot shorts on tv polka dot door actually at the time yeah I would see it on tv at my grandparents oh so that's, that's so cool what so a full circle you know, like,
1: moment yeah been- yeah pretty cool because like i n- i think honestly the wiggles might be bigger now than they ever have been, which is pretty nuts to say because like when i was a kid they were massive but like yeah. and in, in all like most of the members are different now but it's like it, they were big. They were huge then. And like, I think they might've gotten bigger now. It's it's not. So that's pretty cool that you were able to like hang out with yep. them and have them guest on the show.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Right at the, right at the beginning, like right when they were just, they We were like the first, we were the first broadcaster TVO was in, um, in, uh, North America, in America. They weren't even in the States at that point. We were the first to broadcast the Wiggles. Wow our sh- uh, our station yeah with me which was kind of cool that's and really actually, cool yeah and we even shot a music video together at the time oh really yes which is so wild to me yes that's so yes. cool
1: you performed with the wiggles
0: yeah, yeah yeah i don't sing on it of course <laughs> but
1: <laughs> hey you're <laughs> but yeah, there that means you're performing
0: yeah, but we did a, a music video and they were super nice and super cool. And they were, yeah, just the start of their success. Like they actually had, you know, first of all, they came all the way from Australia to promote their show and uh, you know, at, on our uh, station. Also, you know, I remember they had like, they had a spread of food at lunch, you know? <laughs> like they were they had some money just starting to flow in. I remember that yeah. being like, a, I'm like, oh yeah, I know. It was like right at the start in there. And then they just like, yeah, just skyrocketed. Yeah. That's
1: amazing. Um, two <laughs> things I, I have left for you. Um, one was I have seen you in other interviews talk about the end of Giselle's big backyard and that they ended production in 2016. And I think a couple times you have worded it that they ended production. Are you able to go in like what exactly happened?
0: Yeah, uh yeah. I mean, I guess I can't. I mean, there's really sadly not too much to say. Um, I will tell you that like um, you know, there was a time, a few years before it ended, there were major changes happening at TVO. A lot of, you know, a lot of new people coming in, a lot of people, you know, who came in who didn't know who I was, kind of thing. And I'd be like, what? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm the one on that TV or yeah. <laughs> that monitor there. Like, I don't know. Like yeah. you came to this place to work. How do you, I don't know. Anyway, so, yeah. so yeah, a lot of new people came in, um, not in the kids programming side. So a lot of new people came in, there were changes, like a lot of changes. So that was the first sign of just change, you mm-hmm. know? And then and then, yeah, a while later, there were, the writing was just on the wall. So before it actually stopped production, it wasn't the biggest shock. I think it was like two years before, actually. I told my close friends in an email. I forgot about this until somebody <laughs> reminded me and telling them I think it's over. I think the show's Ooh. over. Yeah. So I had the writing on the wall strong enough two years prior going, This is like, you know, I thought it was going to end at that point. And then, um, yeah, so I guess that's why by the time it happened was maybe, I mean, listen, I was so lucky it even lasted two years longer, you know. Um, It even, it was on air for 18 years, well, 20 years, like it aired. But like, yeah, it was in production for a long time. So I know how lucky I am. That's so unheard of, especially in Canadian television, right? That many seasons. so. Uh, yeah but so I but I was like really I remember two years prior I was very shaken by the idea of it just Mm -hmm. because it was such a part of my here's driving me crazy okay yeah it's Mm -hmm. just such a uh, was such a part of my life I didn't consider it a job it was just like kind of like like the the kids everything was just so much a part of who I am to this day who I am anyway um, yeah so I remember being Quite upset enough to tell you know close friends of mine that i think that's it i think this is ending and then and yeah and then um uh you know and i think at that time like some of the the writing on the wall for me was just like you know within tvo it was just not as um it was just not given the same kind of attention or something you know like when you just feel like it didn't it just yeah it didn't um it wasn't celebrated enough that's right. the best way to put it right so so then by the time yeah one day like it was just um there were changes along the way lots of changes and my big boss left and then another boss left and cuz there, cuz there were so many changes not they they decided to go cuz they felt the changes and the kids programming it just didn't seem to carry as much weight or something and then yeah one day um uh they yeah they decided to use the, the what they told me it was like that there it was just not in the budget to continue producing our, our show they felt that it could just be in in reruns is what they told me so i was like mm-hmm. well how long are these reruns going to be on <laughs> for? Yeah. anyway um and then uh, yeah so um, I think they just used that, you know. They decided to put the money elsewhere, right? Like they just—that's it. I don't even know what to say. Like I—I—I I, I, I mean, it was such a great show, and it was such a like household name and so loved, and it was very strong. So I, um, so it was like a, a big shock in that it's like, like you know, why end something that's so yeah. good? Everything good comes to an end, I guess, right? So,
1: <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Um, yeah. Yeah. interesting. Well, it, it, it's nice to, yeah, that there was, um, at least they gave you a couple extra years, I guess, of reruns, but I definitely think it should have lasted longer than it did. Oh, thank but you. Yeah. I wanted, the last thing I want to talk about was that you've gone animated, so I would love for you to get into this because it, it, this is really oh. cool. Actually, I watched a couple episodes and like the little shorts, which are nice that they're so short for kids, but yeah, sure. can you get into that?
0: Yeah. Um, So, so yeah, so after I left TVO, I was like really, again, back to soul searching, what am I going to do now? Right? Um, Mm. Especially because when I was at TVO, I couldn't, I wasn't allowed to do anything on the outside of TVO. So, so, you know, really it was like I was starting from scratch again and going, what do I do now? Um, So I started writing for animated series. And I actually took a uh, actually took a writing course as well. That was something else I did. Like I was considering writing a picture book at one point. Very challenging thing to do. I <laughs> I have so much respect for kids' books authors. Unbelievable. Not easy. But anyway, so I was doing figuring things out. Anyway, so I was writing for different animated series, and then the pandemic when it it hit, I you know I was just like missing. Um, performing. Like, I really love performing. You know, I like writing, producing shows, but I also really love performing. So oh, yeah. I thought, you know what? Like I did the Nook. It was like a YouTube channel. It was me and another person. Why don't I try this on my own during the pandemic and entertain the kids at home? So anyway, I started a YouTube channel um, uh, during the pandemic. And then, um, and then from there during those wild pandemic times, (laughs) um, I, you know, you were, I went onto this um, like a zoom networking thing for people in the kids media industry. And then I reconnected with somebody from our industry um, on their name, Michelle Melanson, and and she's from Headspinner um, Productions. Mm -hmm. And uh, so anyway, so I was telling her that I have a YouTube channel and you, really, like people in our kids media industry, even during like t- during COVID, I I really think talking about YouTube within the broadcast industry was still kind of like on the yeah. like outside. It was not something embraced within the end. And I almost felt like almost a bit embarrassed to be honest to say, well, I have a YouTube channel now. <laughs> like I remember feeling like just intimidated or something to to share that. When and we were doing introductions of ourselves in this um, this like online Zoom thing, and then Michelle, who was there, she was like, "Oh, awesome! You know, you're on YouTube," and she's like, "Oh, you know, I um, uh, you know, I just cre- created a show, an animated series with a this, this Canadian YouTuber, this big Canadian YouTuber. She's like, we should talk. So anyway, so we got in touch, and then we started going for like coffees, masked outside, all <laughs> you know that." stuff and then um yeah and we we really like each other (laughs) and uh, we talked a lot about the industry and you know how things were starting to transition over to youtube and streaming services especially since the pandemic and um just yeah how the whole landscape of kids media has changed and talk about these things and then eventually somehow it came about and we um decided to do an animated series together to create one and to co-produce it together. Um, and it was like loosely based on my animated series that was called um, the Giselle Mishmash, My uh, sorry, my YouTube series. So it was called the Giselle Mishmash, then the name changed to the Giselle Mashup. That's a long story and whatever, but basically from the word Mishmash at the time, we, th- we came up with an idea for this Mishmash machine um uh uh to within it to have that would be part of our animated series so it's like loosely based on the name i chose for my youtube channel and yeah we created this cute little um series and um it's very cool because it. um It features uh, um, a lot of different kids. So every episode, I'm with a different child. And basically, I interview uh, a kid in real life and brainstorm ideas. for uh for the the episode so we brainstorm and then we write an episode based on three of the ideas that they've come up with in from the interview the real life interview so those so then then the child and myself are animated in the episode and we take those three ideas and we put them in Um, mashup mixer, this machine that then transports us into an adventure. And so the show is called Giselle's Mashup Adventures based on that.
1: That's so cool. (laughs) And and, because I watched a couple of the ones with like the kids in real life, you interviewing them and then the episode. And these kids aren't actors. These are just regular kids.
0: No. So here's the thing. So it's funny you say that. So no, we had to really um, curate our choices because they had to um they they had to be actra so we had to have um uh actra actors so they were actors and um they also had to be you know just have the right personality somebody who wants to chit chat with me somebody creative so yeah so they were kids who were actors but um basically they're just kids when it came to the whole brainstorming thing. But then it was a bonus because they did an excellent job when they were actually um, voicing their characters, you know, and it'd be very cool. It was so cute because they'd see their, their, their little animated character that see themselves come to life as yeah. a cartoon character. Like, so how cool is that? You that know? is really cool. Yeah, even for yeah. myself, I was like, that's so cool. I'm a cartoon character who, again, who would have thought I never, so wild to me. And it's so full circle because back when I was like a kid, I was always, always drawing cartoons. And at one point I thought like this, is when I went to pursue visual arts, I was thinking at a time like I'd like to um, draw comic books. Like that was the other thing I wanted to do is to be a cartoonist, is what I called it. Um, yeah, I was always um, drawing little comic books. So it's just very funny, full circle that then one day, you know, from from the the art that I was drawing to the stories I was writing to um, to then getting into performance and then one day all of those things you know they all get tied together it's so wild <laughs> that's
1: really cool no that, that that's yeah. amazing so yeah. um i mean one thank you so much for coming on here it's 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 been awesome and two um what like is there anything you want to promote cuz like the floor is yours to talk about anything including that tv show anything you're working on it's the floor is yours
0: yeah oh sure thank you well well right now we're working on on um having a second season uh for giselle's mashup adventures that is on the first uh, season is on cbc gem and head spinner spinner kids youtube channel which is my channel that i also partnered with michelle on it used to be that was my youtube channel before it anyway so now it's head spinner kids so it has a lot of other great shows on there so you can watch giselle's mashup adventures on head spinner kids as well as the giselle mashup which was my youtube channel that i created during the pandemic also you could see giselle's mashup adventures on um cbc gem and then so this se- the second season when that comes about <laughs> then please go ahead and watch it on cbc gem or head spinner kids youtube channel
1: awesome yeah. well, giselle, and, oh, again. And,
0: yes oh one last thing go so ahead right, yeah oh, Come and find me on social media because in the meantime I am loving just creating content for social media. I'm on Instagram and TikTok and I'm, I, I I love it. It's like another way of kind of performing and being creative. And- and I really enjoy that. And I feel like, and I just love being in touch with, you know, the kids who grew up with me and I um, love the instant feedback and having conversations with, with people who grew up with me, to me, that is like the most heartwarming thing. So yeah. Also find me there, please. I yeah. And, you,
1: and you're really active, especially on Instagram. Like you're all, you're always posting. So yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I'm right. I'm right into it. I'm re- I really, am, I'm liking it, which is so funny because I wasn't in, on social media at all for years until until the pandemic and not even Facebook. I joined Facebook in wow. 20, 2020, whereas most of my generation, they were on Facebook, right? For years. Yeah. And uh yeah, so I'm I'm more of an Instagram TikTok baby than
1: Facebook. But anyway, <laughs> I, love that. I love Yeah. That. Well yeah, <laughs> I know, Yonel, I again, thank generation. you. Thank you so much for yeah. coming on here. This has been awesome. Like I said earlier, it's like weird that I was watching you on TV. and I feel like I'm on the TV with you. So yeah, ah, th- th- this was this was so cool. So thank you.
0: Oh, thank you so much! Thank you. It was fun. It was funny. We chatted a lot.
1: I yeah, amazing. That. Yeah, there was we, there was definitely a lot to talk about. So I appreciate you uh, you answering all my silly questions.
0: No, you asked great questions. Actually, it got me. Um, just made me feel relaxed, whereas I can get very nervous for chats like this. But it, I just, I think, yeah, it's just very comfortable because Absolutely. you. Talked about stuff that are easy for me to talk about.
1: (laughs) I appreciate that. that. Well, Giselle, I'll talk to you later, and yeah, thank you again. This is this was awesome.
0: Oh yeah, no, thank you. Thanks so much, Quinn. Thanks everybody. Bye bye. Touch the
1: sky. (laughs) And that was the Quinn Bar show.